few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, they're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Exhaustion! Video games, toys, TV shows. You are bizarre! Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. God, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics, he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. Oh, is it Wednesday again already? I love it. I had one week off from you assholes and got dragged back. <laughs> Welcome back to that same old place that we laughed about. That's all I got. I don't know the rest of the words, but I'm sure somebody out there will, will help me at some point. But uh, all new episode, Talk Nerdy to Me. We traded out one nerd for another this week because we're still at three. It's just a different configuration it's like voltron we're missing a leg we're missing one of the lion legs the, the third lion leg the we're third mi- lion yeah leg? yeah we're missing julian who's the third lion leg i guess it's I like know. that uh that that new day promo where they start referring to themselves as legs and they get to biggie and he's like yeah i'm the big meaty third leg yeah <laughs> so. yeah Hmm. We're missing a <laughs> shootness leg. It's about penises. It's yeah. a dick reference. Um, <laughs> when they're plural, they're called peni. Thank you. Oh. Especially right. better when they're flailing peni. Hey, you oh. shut up. It's penises, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> oh man, I missed this. Oh, <laughs> All the content, geez. none of the maturity. Yeah. Oh, new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me, March the Sixerd. I want to start off real quick. Uh, on a sad note, uh, with the passing notes. of uh, notes, yeah, Luke Perry, uh, and King Kong Bundy. Oh, uh, you, you can also include the fact that Tommaso Ciampa has to have major neck surgery, and Alex Trebek has stage four pancreatic cancer now. Yeah, that's not good. I saw that Alex Trebek said that he had cancer. That sucks. Yeah, that and they're sucks. canceling Arrow. Bury the lead. Wait, what? Sorry, are they really? <laughs> Yeah, they announced uh, yeah, it's ending after a half season. Whoa. Whoa, I did not see that. End of an era. Wow. And oh. they're canceling the comic book, so if you're a Green Arrow fan, fuck you! <laughs> did you also Sorry. see that they're canceling Sorry. Batman Superman and it's been resolicited for like 61 years in the future? What? Yeah, so so they canceled uh, what? Batman <laughs> Superman, like the new the new issue, just like it was solicited and they just like okay. canceled it. Like it's okay. just not coming out, but if you go to the Amazon listing for the uh, for the either the trade or for the next issue, uh, it's listed as uh, sixty one years in the future. 
So apparently they're just ready to re-solicit in 61 years. They're just going to take their time with it. Or you can stop. 95 year old you can really appreciate that. Yeah, well, it's um, it's it's gonna. They're, they're taking the Kevin Smith route, <laughs> and they're just going to really take their time with it, and it's going to be very <laughs> underwhelming. Can, can you feel me shaking my head at you right now? <laughs> and there's going to be some weird, like, rapey stuff in it. because It's that's so true, it. though. Someone's going to poop their pants. Yes. But, but enough about this show. <laughs> where someone's going to poop their pants. Uh, if you're not a 90210 guy, if you're not a uh, um, uh, Riverdale guy, and you want to experience some Luke Perry, uh, and you want to go kind of off the uh, off the grid, uh, you want to get a deep cut for Luke Perry. There was a short-lived NBC show called Windfall, where uh, it's it's the story of how this like group of friends all week after week they all chip in and buy lottery tickets, and one week they win like four hundred million dollars. And it's all like the drama with like, oh, well, this guy normally chips in, but he didn't this week because, you know, he was late getting to the party or whatever. Do we cut him in? Do we not? Um, you know, it, and it, there, there's like a whole lot of, uh, of really good stuff. He plays a, a, a dad and um, there's he has a it, it, it. His story proves that uh, winning the lottery and getting a bunch of money is not necessarily the answer uh, to happiness, even though. Um, I would like for that. I would like to try and prove that wrong. One day I'll trade those problems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would. But, uh, all the episodes are available on YouTube. There's only 13 of them. So it's really, it's easy to, to, to watch through. But, uh, that one's like a, it's a deep cut that I really like. And of course, uh, if you want to watch more King Kong Bundy, uh, watch married with children, the episodes that he's in because he plays himself and it's awesome. Oh boy. Very, uh, I never watched an Arduino. To me, Luke Perry uh, will always be Pike from the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, like I knew he was on Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Like I was, I was aware of him, uh, but I never watched the show. So, like to me, um, sneaking around to rent that movie because my mom wouldn't let me because it had a title that had Vampire Slayer in it. Um, yeah, too violent. Yeah, no, that's yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. watching that in uh, Colin Jarrett's basement, that's 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 always the image. Uh, Pike showing up to the prom in his leather jacket and a motorcycle with a bag full of uh, wooden stakes. See, I wish that I would have known you as a kid because I would have taught you. <laughs> I would have taught you my my attack strategy. Uh-huh. Because because what I did was um, whenever there was a movie or there was something that like my parents didn't want me to watch, mm-hmm. I would go and uh, we had HBO, and so HBO used to send you like the little book, and oh we have a we have a delay. Um, Sorry, no, you're good. Um, so uh, we would get like the HBO book that would come with like the cable bill for the next month, mm-hmm. and so what I would do is they had an index in the back, and you could find all the movies alphabetically. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would find when the movies were playing that I wanted to, that I wanted to watch. And then, um, I would set the VCR and put a tape in and then I would go to bed. Like I, I would go to bed and then I would like come downstairs to, to use the bathroom. And then I would like t- switch the, the TV to that channel to HBO. And then I'd go to bed and then the next morning I would wake up and everybody's doing like morning stuff and I would just change the channel to like, you know, the news and I'd pop the tape out and then I'd have it on, on VHS to watch. 
I was a, a few sneaky problems. little. I was a that's sneaky. that's very creative. I'm very proud of you. Sneaky bastard. Few problems with that plan, though. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, number one, do you think Dale Peacock sprung for Showtime? <laughs> for Home Bo, man, we had Home Bo, and it was awesome. <laughs> no, sir. No, no. We got like stars in Ugh. in like 1999. Oh, so all you had was oh, like short circuit two. <laughs> all Pete Coron ever got was like the free weekends. So, like... <laughs> yep. Oh uh, shoot. Yeah, so a slight problem there. Also, um, <clears throat> I already had access to a video library. I just had to wait till Colin's parents went to sleep, uh, and then we could go raid his dad's uh, office with all the R-rated movies we weren't supposed to watch. Ah, pretty yeah. sure I've told the story on here before, but yeah, that's uh, Colin, Colin Dreyer. Shout out uh, his dad, <laughs> Conrad, had an amazing movie collection in his his office room upstairs. So when his mom would go to bed, we would sneak upstairs during sleepovers and grab all the movies we weren't allowed to watch. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, my, my, uh, that was how we all got around watching this. I, I, didn't re- I, I didn't realize this about Luke Perry until uh, I pulled up his IMDb Wikipedia, and he's actually going to be in the Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's oh. coming out later this year. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's post-production. So, yeah. No, that yeah. would be good. That's supposed to be really, really good, too. And, and they're awesome. Did you know he did an episode of the Edge and Christian show? Really? Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to have to dig that up and watch yeah. that one, too. Gonna so. have to find it. I guess that's why they um, I guess that's why they made mention of it on their homepage and on their Facebook and Twitter. Because normally they don't they don't do like celebrity stuff. Normally, unless they had like some direct involvement, so yeah. Well, and one of the other things is uh, I didn't realize this until like I think it was Joey Ryan or someone posted on Twitter a photo of him and Jungle or of yeah. him and Luke Perry because yeah. I had no earthly idea. And it's one of those things that like as soon as I heard it, it clicked in my head because they like he looks like a younger version with <laughs> of his dad with long hair. Yeah, he really. But does. yeah, that. Uh, Luke Perry's son is a professional wrestler that goes by Jungle Boy, who actually yeah. just signed with AEW about a month ago now. So, yeah, because there's there's pictures of him uh, of Luke Perry like sitting ringside uh, supporting yeah, uh, Jungle Boy. The one going around is it's from like a PWG show, and you know, like it's fucking pro wrestling gorilla. So they were running in like a club. Yeah. So there's like Luke Perry standing up in like the VIP section, looking down, watching the match. So. Well, listen, if you've got a VIP section and Luke Perry shows up to your establishment, you know damn well he's, he's going to be in. Damn there. right, he's getting in. You know so. damn well he's going to be in there. So A and W has a wrestling league. Yeah, huh? like the, the, the the root beer company. Yeah, the root beer guys. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, A E W, not A and W. Oh. Yeah. It stands for All Enchilada Wrestling. Uh, yeah, they just wrestle enchiladas. So oh, the jobber is uh, that the the brother from Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, who gets stuck in the bathroom and he's like those damn enchiladas and gets stabbed. <laughs> How's that for a deep Miguel reference? Miguel Nunez Jr. <laughs> yeah, I know that actor's name. God, what is happening to us? Okay. Do we do uh, we have something to talk about yeah, now? Yeah. So, um, okay. <laughs> I, a career I, I, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. Yeah. And they didn't get Sorry. Reggie the Reckless. Um, uh, anyway, I'm gonna bash my, my fucking face see, in with a microphone. Reggie now. the Reckless knew how to survive a horror movie as you wear a red suit. 
because then they can't see the blood, and he's like, well, I'm not going to stab him, because he won't see the blood. But anyway, so... <laughs> so, um... Sorry, that's me trying to commit suicide by oh, my... Jeez, dark. Dark. <laughs> dark. I like it. I like uh, how you use, you use the same thing for dark as you do for, like, dear, dear friend. Dear friend of the show, yeah. Which, by the way, uh, the shout-out to dear friend of the show, Tony Rose, for uh, my gift this morning... <laughs> If you saw my Snapchat, you know what I'm talking about. I got a T-shirt this morning. Are we sticking with that story? <laughs> oh, you mean the I truth? Mean, that's, yeah, that's your cover. That's your cover. Oh, no, that's the, the truth. That, that's that's. I the know how gift. you got that shirt. Yeah, <sighs> the hard way. What? Um, <laughs> it's gonna pair well with my <laughs> Golden Girls. Twelve dollars the hard way. It's it's gonna go. It's gonna pair well with my Golden Girls sleep pants. <laughs> because that's the message that I want to send about my life. You better wear that shirt to listen to come <laughs> Just like on the floor, like do you do? I, yes. Uh, oh man. In the walker, yes. Walk around with your camcorder and that shirt on, <laughs> and get put on a list. Yeah. Just start taking pictures of people. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh hey, look, look, that, that's a cute little costume <laughs> that your kid has. Get away from him. <laughs> Let's clarify this. Another list. Yeah, I'm already it won't on be the first so, list. No. While we're clarifying, he has a now. Captain Chris is now in possession of a T-shirt that says Brazzers. Yeah, it has the Brazzers. If logo I have on to it. explain to you what that is, yeah, you probably shouldn't watch this show. Oh wait, I keep forgetting to announce that we are the AVN award-winning talk podcast. Talk nerdy to me. And like the people who get that, like really get that, and people who what don't. Like, what category I, I, did we win? I want that to be true so badly. Uh, I'm gonna start saying it like it's true. That's, I've never wanted anything more in my life. Well, you know That's what? That's where Julian went when he was gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, really, was, last year, yeah, yeah, the AVN award-winning podcast. Talk talk nerdy to me. Me. Yeah. I think oh, we can boy. say that. Just put AVN in quotes, and they can't yeah, sue us. Yeah, right? and it's Just... like who knows what it stands for. Um, <laughs> so. I saw, like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I subscribe to a lot of, um, and I'm in a lot of Spider-Man Facebook groups. And uh, I'm going to tie this in, I promise. You guys are going to be like, man, that was a really good way that you tied that in. I'm impressed, and I'm going to be like, thank you, and you're going to be like, you're welcome. Um, so a lot of people, you know, post uh, cosplay pictures. They post art. They post, uh, like, funny memes. Um, and for some reason in one of the groups that I'm in, all the rage is posting, uh, pictures and drawings and everything of, uh, Spider-Man 2099. Apparently that's like everybody's like the, the flavor of the month for design right now. And, uh, so I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I get like the future. It's not, it's not my favorite costume. Like I get what they're doing because it's, you know, they're trying to be futuristic, uh, and then I started to think, like, man, remember when? Because Pepperidge Farm remembers all the t all like those comics <laughs> that were like whatever twenty ninety nine, like X Men twenty ninety nine, and like. So basically, do you remember the nineties yeah, comics with like every comic had like thirty five holofoil covers and like all kinds dark of dark and extreme, yeah. and we have to spell names incorrectly, like right. Blood Watch with the U <laughs> with the accent marks and watch has a y in it for some reason and, and don't forget that everything that is plural ends with a z now oh, well, yes. hell yeah so and costumes pouches upon pouches upon pouches they learned it from batman spikes mm -hmm. on spikes on spikes oh, too hell man. yeah so and blades it got me thinking wesley snipes um <laughs> so it got me thinking 
what if you took that logic and applied it to something else? So what if you took the concept of a futuristic 2099 version of something, but applied it to a movie that you like, and you created a futuristic sequel based in 2099? So So in the tradition of Spider-Man 2099 and Doom 2099 and Punisher 2099, here we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and so what we're going to do is we're going to go around and everybody's going to give a 2099 futuristic sequel and describe the plot. (laughs) I'll go first if you guys want. Go for it. It's your time. All right. So I'm thinking what's what's a great futuristic space? What story lends itself better to a, um, a futuristic space age kind of story than the classic... Home Alone. <laughs> right? Hand in hand. All right. Hand in okay. hand. So, picture it. The year is 2099. Earth is no longer inhabitable. Basically, what's been happening is, uh, according to importance and um, based on this exam of worthiness to you know, future colonies, the government is freezing people cryogenically and then when their number comes up, sending that family to Mars and starting to colonize Mars. Because nobody can explain what he does, but he's super wealthy, Peter McAllister is at the top of the list. His family is like one of is like family number eight to go through. So they're cryogenically frozen until they can perfect, uh, you know, get all of the stuff when they land on Mars and everything. So the time comes up, boom, McAllister's are all unfrozen, get on the rocket, shoot off to Mars. As soon as the rocket leaves orbit, one of the chambers pops open. It's Kevin McAllister. (laughs) Oh, shit. His family's gone and left him home alone again, but this time on Earth. So... He decides that he's going to figure out a way to get to Mars and re-catch up with his family. Here's the only problem. As a defense mechanism to make sure that people don't jump in line, there are two androids, Harry and Marv, as I'm they're so codenamed. I'm with this. Um, Harry and Marv are the, uh, like the, the, basically think of them as like the police robots that make sure that people don't jump in line and uh, don't you know, go out of turn. And the people who are unworthy don't you know, go up with the worthy people. So they're trying to stop Kevin McAllister from exiting Earth's orbit and getting to Mars, and he's got to to get past them and get to Mars to reunite with his family before it's too late. That is Home Alone 2099, my friends. I will collect your 850 at the door. I'm on board, man. <laughs> I'm so fucking on board. I, I, I have to give you um, a little extra credit, like yeah. a plus five on the front Ooh, of your paper. Yeah. Because there's already a character with two Zs in the name with Buzz. Right? Yeah. So extra I, credit, man. <laughs> extra credit. I love how you sort of went um, Carpenter Escape from New York in this one. And that's, uh, you know, in, in the first movie, uh, Kevin McAllister had to defend his home. And in the second, he's home alone in a city. And now... He's home alone <laughs> on Earth. Right, right. Like he's like uh, it. Yeah. So uh, you know, he's he's got to get out before Earth collapses on itself. 
and uh, he died. So there's a little bit higher stakes for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I just what? imagine the poster of like you know Earth in the background and mm-hmm. Kevin like in the foreground on a rocket making the the <laughs> ah face. And you know that the the rocket's got two paint cans coming off the back. Oh yeah, of it. oh yeah, yeah. 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 And oh, behind yeah. them are Harry and Marv, <laughs> and Marv has to be like an amalgam for something like. Uh, uh, Megatron automated retrieval vehicle. I don't know. Yeah, M-A-R-V, yeah, 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 yes. yeah. It yeah. all like stands for something. Yeah, like it's it's like M dot mm-hmm. A. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that. Deploy Marv Unit One One. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ah, so love then, it. yeah, it's like it's. Uh, I, I started to think about like the most absurd movie that I could pick for this, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, shit, I would watch this movie. What's wrong with me? That's how I ended up with the one on tonight too. <laughs> so uh, we'll. G- was it 20th Century Fox? Fox, uh, you know, my script uh, could be in the work as early as tomorrow. Uh, all you got to do is just uh, shoot a message to iheartstamos at gmail.com. We are for hire. And we are willing to sell out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> Talk nerdy so, to me. We'll work for money. Yeah. We'll, now, hold on. we'll drop pants for food. This is a very important question. Yes. Is it still a Christmas movie? Uh, well, if it, if you count that it's a Christmas movie that it takes place during a nuclear winter, yes, then yes, we can make that work. We can yeah. make that work. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the tree is like just uh, not so much like a festivus, just an aluminum pole, but like it's very basic, like it's very, uh, or like even like an offhand comment of like you know the the one person who's like still hanging on to the calendar that they're like oh, you know today would be Christmas and they're like don't tell everybody. Because it would only make him sad. Because, you know, we're leaving Earth. Like, don't tell him. You know, we want everybody to be happy. Will we CGI in a John Candy uh, cameo? Oh, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the traveling polka band, yeah. Yeah, the polka that's bot. Like, yeah, that, that's like um, uh, when they're like, oh, man, you know, it's a, it's a you know, 270-hour flight. Uh, we better get some music. And it's like entering the polka bot. And like the Pokebot comes in, it's like do 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 and the mom's just like the king of Mars, right? And the mom's just like, oh my god, no! Have I ever told you about the time I left my robot daughter at the funeral home? I've heard this story. Oh, Pokebot! Just reuse the dialogue from John Candy, but make yeah. the robot look like a robot John Candy. That's all you got to do. Oh, oh yeah. 100% yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, what's better than regular John Candy is robot John Candy. Hey, robo John Candy. Robo please. John Candy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Would you like to send your kids to my summer camp? Another now I'm stuck doing doing the uh, the robot laugh from Eurotrip. <laughs> Uh, we need a babysitter for the kids. Who should be called? <laughs> Uncle Buckbot. Don't worry, my hands switch out to snow shovels to make giant pancakes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, now we're just John Candy, twenty ninety nine. That's who we were out. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the, the, the collective one. Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, Mainstream automobiles becomes uh, rocket ships. Um, I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, whatever the other two inter- that out um, hover cars and something else. There you go. I don't know. All right. So my initial pitch was going to be saw 2099. 
And then I realized that Jigsaw, for some reason, was already using laser... The, the movie Jigsaw, not the character, even though I guess... <laughs> Uh, because, you know, Convolution is mm -hmm. just running rampant in that movie series. Um, the movie Jigsaw already uses lasers to, I shit you not, make it, uh, the, the top of a guy's head look like an octopus at the end of the movie. Don't watch that movie, kids. Um, so I, I decided to go with something even more extreme and even more ridiculous and even more over the top because this movie series has just turned into every single one of those things I just mentioned. Like Stallone over the top? It's probably somewhere in the series. It's probably <laughs> somewhere in there. Let's just be honest. All right. Probably, Are you sitting yeah. down? Yes. Are you sitting down? Are you sure? Yes. Yep. Okay. Pants are off. Okay. Got right. my butt meat planted firmly on the floor. Wonderful. Wonderful. The Fast and the Furious 2099. Gosh, they gotta be so furious by then. Can I... Hold on. Qu quick point of clarification uh are yes. you pitching that as uh fast and the furious in the year 2099 or did i miss um 2095 <laughs> fast and furious i believe either one at this point yeah sadly it's only 2092 or oh, 2091 okay. and a half if you're including hobbs and shaw not as um, far behind as i thought okay gotcha continue please so, yeah how many times no. do you think in that movie you're gonna hear who you know, from uh, two thousand and ninety nine, from from, yes. from Roman Reigns, just uh, yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Don't forget super powered Idris Elba. Yeah, hold on. Sorry, that's coming into play in Sorry. my pitch. Sorry, oh, no. continue, please. Um, so you remember the movie series that started off with people stealing DVD players and TVs with built in VCRs? At this point, vaguely, <laughs> only the finest of wares, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to a to to just uh, a soundtrack given to you by the band Dope, if you have any recollection of them, uh, you shouldn't. Please don't. Um, basically, like I want to take the the parts of the Fast and the Furious that they're doing now, except we're going to take it a step further, and the Fast and the Furious twenty ninety nine is going to be one step ahead of the evolution they're already doing. Idris Elba is like a superhuman in this one. And Hobbs and Shaw, like, he can run down the sides of buildings, take bullets, like, get shot and be fine, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a side effect of that is also going to be that he no longer ages. Ooh, okay. And uh, Jason Statham's character, who decides to once again revert to being a bad guy, also decides to inject himself with it. And he and Idris Elba just decide that they are going to go into hiding for several years. And then once, you know, uh, Dom and the rest of the gang are all dead, like 50 years from now, they can come back, run amok and take over the world. Just the two of them. What they're not planning on is, uh, the, whatever the rocks character's name is Hobbs. Hobbs works for the government and Mr. Nobody, uh, Kurt Russell's character has the technology to cryogenically freeze people. So he cryogenically, basically it's demolition, man. <laughs> <laughs> they cryogenically freeze the entire team until the year 2099, when Idris Elba and Jason Statham decide to start running amok again. And no, no, we no longer have cars. We are racing hover cars now. And yes, you do get your scene with Vin Diesel racing his, like, souped-up muscle car. 
against a hover car. <laughs> Questions, comments? I like it. Yeah, I Thank mean, you. I I have uh, long since tuned out of the Fast and Furious series. There's a reason. That's enough to bring me back. Yes. That is enough to bring me back. Um, much like, uh, you know, a, a, a significant other in cops in a domestic assault uh, call that they have where I'm like, you know, the, the, this, this series has been bad to me and I want to see it arrested, but I'm also going to be the one to bail it out. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I don't don't arrest him. I love him. And I'm going to I'm going to, you know, go and see it, even though it's done me so bad. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to still support it. Good. It's also um, shockingly close to what I had for that same pitch. <laughs> awesome. So in so, mine, it was because uh, I also was going to do Fast and Furious 2099. Uh, and I was also going to make the joke about is that the year it takes place for the <laughs> number in the franchise. Ha ha. Uh, oh, but m- mine was uh, uh, so in the future there's there's clean energy and and for those who can afford it uh life is fantastic and you 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 live in like a certain part of the city it's you know locked off and don't have to worry about energy and you have your flying cars and all that kind of stuff but the people who can't afford that they live in the underworld and uh again um there's some people it's world into the upper world to steal all their stuff uh, and it's up to young police detective. Hold on, I wrote down the name somewhere so I wouldn't forget it. Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. Okay, maybe I didn't write it down. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Undercover officer Lucy Hobbs. Oh. <laughs> may or may not be related to agent Luke Hobbs. Uh, to stop the culprits uh, from the various auto gangs who were still using souped-up uh, fossil fuel vehicles. And her prime suspect, Brianna Toretto. Ooh, like Brian Toretto, but a girl. Yeah. That's all I have to add. Yeah, otherwise it's the same fucking movie. It's, it's muscle cars <laughs> racing flying cars. That's it. That's all I had. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, you know what? If, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> If you want to live I your mean, life a quarter mile at a time, you do that. <laughs> you do it. You do it. Ain't nobody going to stop you. Because it's about family. Right? That's all you got in this world. <sighs> that and racing for t- car titles, whatever you call yep. those. Yeah. Racing for slips. No, racing for DVD players. Yeah. Racing for slips. Yeah. For racing slips. for slips. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all you got in this world is family and uh, racing for slips and Tokyo Drift. Yep. I took it uh-huh. too far that time. No, that's fine. Keep going. <laughs> it's Fast and the Furious. There's no line. Just that's keep going. true. Like, there is no, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Here's my actual one, then. Yep. Uh, what you got? And again, this started out as a joke, but the more I thought about it, the more I kind of want to see this movie. <clears throat> Let me get my announcer voice. <clears throat> The year is 2099, and the world has been overrun by a race once thought only to exist in myth and legend. Vampires are real, and they've taken control of the globe. It's not like 
an apocalypse. They just like decided, hey, we already have all these like politicians in our pocket. We're just going to take over the world now. <clears throat> Humans are cattle left to breed and be fed upon. <clears throat> Wait, is this? Hold on. In this bleak darkness, there is only one hope. One hero who can tip the scales. Neither man nor monster. He is the best of both worlds. He is the Daywalker. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Blade 2099. Wow. Yes. Wow. With Wesley fucking Snipes, because Blade's the vampire. I'm Whoa. so on board with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, wait, is Gummo del Toro directing and our David S. Goyer and whoever the fuck else wrote the uh, Blade 2 back to rewrite that one too? No, it's written by John Peacock and Chris Coron. Oh. So in. <laughs> but of course, what? directed by Guillermo del Toro when he gets would, around to it. I would spend the extra $3 and see that in IMAX. <laughs> I would. If it was available in IMAX, I would see that for an extra $3. <clears throat> So it's a little bit of plagiarism because uh, that that was uh, at one point an idea for a Blade sequel was the vampires took over and it's like the apocalypse and Blade has to like fight the man. Uh, that never happened, but uh, it should. I mean, throw some gray in Wesley Snipes' hair because he doesn't have it there already because he's Wesley Snipes. He has an H. Um, and you throw him back in the Blade suit and you're good to go, man. That's true. Like That's he's, true. he's prime for another Blade, Blade movie. He's he's prime. Yep. Movie, streaming series, whatever, man. Yeah. Call me Marvel, Disney, whoever you are. <sighs> All of the above. No, I like it, and I like okay. I like stuff like this that um, stretches our creativity and lets us have a little bit of fun. Oh yeah. Because who doesn't yeah. want to see any of these 2099 movies? If if you listen to any of those and you're like, man, that doesn't really sound like a movie I would like, GTFO. 2099. 2099. Get the fuck out, 2099. Post haste. That's my new movie, GTFO 2099. Everybody who doesn't like the show can get out. It was aggressive, I'm sorry. It's, no, okay. it's fun. It's I get fun. passionate about defending us. Not that anybody has complained, but uh, yeah, put that on Guillermo del Toro's uh, docket, and he'll get to it about the same time that Batman Superman comic comes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's only sixty-one years. That's a callback joke, kids. Ha! Da 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 da. Because it's funnier if you explain it. Okay, right. It is. Jokes are always mm -hmm. funnier when you explain them. Uh, so I want to take this time real quick before we yes. uh, before we switch topics or before we you know talk about something else. Now that we've all gotten our creativity out. And there's going to be no more creativity for the rest of the show. If you enjoy the show, uh, we have two things that uh, you can show your support. Number one is our tip jar, just the tip jar. The Talk Nerdy to Me patented just the tip jar, where uh, you can donate a one-time monetary donation or a subscription if you uh, give the uh, if if you partake in a subscription for as little as a dollar a month, which is dirt cheap, you're gonna find that in your couch. It's what the spiders put in your couch to pay rent, a dollar a month. Do you ever think about maybe that that's where the change comes from? It's like spiders paying rent. They're like good guy <laughs> spiders. But anyway, so for a dollar a month, but and you're like, okay, what does that get me? Like, I want something because you know, I feel like I should get something. Well, I got something for you. 
got something for you. Give us a buck subscription, even a buck, anything, anything. We will personally send you the RSS feed for all of our old episodes. Every one of them. Every one of them. All 200 and something episodes. We'll send it to you. You can access them anytime. Remember that time that we interviewed Robert England? Yeah. yeah. Remember that time that we talked to Ray Parker Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time we had the uh, the most embarrassing sexual uh, experience contest? Yeah. And we I'm gave away. We gave away. Oh, just wait. Just wait. I got a follow up this year. That's going to be great. In April, we're going to start uh, pimping the new thing. Koran, you already know about it. Uh, going to be a good one. Uh, but everybody else is going to find out uh, starting in April because we need we need uh, four weeks of prep for it. So um, everybody needs to get limber in the month of April. So um, if you if you want to relive those days, uh, if you want to remember, you know, way back when uh, we were just starting out, remember we interviewed uh, Doug Robertson and we had the Haunted Ween um, event and we interviewed him afterwards. That's on there. All of it. RSS feed, you can access it whenever you want to. It's not available to anybody else. It's, it's it's down. Like they're not on iTunes. They're not on Google Play. They're they're gone. They're not on Stitcher. They're they're nowhere. But you can have them. Also, we've partnered with uh, a company called Radio Public, and they are. It's an app that you can download from your app store of choice, and what it does is it lets you just listen to podcasts like you normally do. Just listen to them. You don't have to do anything extra. You just listen to them. And what it does is every listen that you get, every listen, every time you listen to a podcast, it gives those creators money. And so you don't do anything out of the ordinary. You just do whatever you normally do. So here's what I'm going to do for everybody. If you email a screenshot of you listening to an episode to iheartstamos at gmail.com, Mm-hmm. We'll throw you the RSS link. You just all you gotta do is listen to an episode. In Radio Pub, you download the app, you, you follow the show, you listen to the show in the app, boom, done. That's it. Screenshot it. Usually it's power down and uh or volume down and power. Hit it together, done. Send it to us. That's it. Unless you're an Apple and then it's power and home, I think, together. I don't know. I don't have one, so I used to have one, but whatever. Not the point. All you got to do, send us a screenshot. Listen to it through Radio Public. That's it. You don't even have to do anything. You screenshot it. When you screenshot it, you hit the little share button. Email iheartstamos at gmail.com. It's done for you. Pfft, done. You get an email back. It says, hey, thank you. That's a Boom. lot of content you're getting. Right? You get Too like, much content. You, there's 200 plus episodes. You know how many? That That's... 400 over 400 hours of content between all of them that's about three weeks worth of listening that's a lot that's too much you say that you are in the todd nerdy to me just the tip club you are yeah you get the just the tip club so yeah it'll be it's great um you can do that to uh either one of those support us or if you just want to uh you know, you just want to show another way to support, uh, you know, when we do a live episode like this, when we do an episode post and share it, like it, comment on it, whatever. We like hearing from everybody. If you uh, like certain parts of the show, 
tell us. If you don't like certain parts of the show, keep it to yourself, jerk. <laughs> this is how it goes. Um, so I don't know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that stuff out there before we move on as just a real quick, uh, what I like to call a palate cleanser. Wash the 2099 taste out of your mouth <laughs> and get ready for whatever else we're going to be talking about. But uh, yeah, uh, we were 2018 was a really big year for us. We had a uh, yeah. we had a panel at a convention. Uh, you know, we were media guests at several conventions. Uh, we've we 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 were fortunate enough to do a lot and. We want to keep doing more, and you know we've got some more stuff coming up. We've got some more uh, contests and you know uh, interactive stuff. We got a lot more fun stuff to come, and um, you know if, if you want to see us do more of that stuff, uh, if you want to see us do another giveaway where we uh, have you send embarrassing sex stories, stories, and we give away adult toys, which that was awesome. That was so funny. Um, you know, just just think about throwing us a buck. That's all. That, that's it. That's it. I mean, I'm not gonna stand outside with a cup, but you know, give us a buck. He's not, above, he's not above it. I'm not above it, and I'm not. I'm not. You guys know me. You. We've been doing this show since February of 2014, 15 ish. Whatever. 1984. Yeah. Twenty something teen. And mm-hmm. I mean, go just count back 210 episodes or whatever, 210 ish weeks. Go back a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time. So you guys know us. Uh, if you don't and you're brand new, welcome. You're going to get to know us a lot better because um, uh, some kind of daily posting is coming back. I don't know what it is, but it's coming back. But anyway, neither here nor there. Radio Public, great app. I've got it on my phone. Uh, I've got, it's one of my, um, way too many apps and, um, <laughs> it's the only one that I use for listening to podcasts now because I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's a very convenient way to, to help out the creators that give me a lot of content that I like. So, you know, that we have a, uh, the, the subscription on the, the tip, the, the, just the tip jar, uh, the one time. If you if we have a an episode that you really like, and you're like, oh, that was worth a buck, yeah, you can do one time. That's it. Uh, the Patreon is about to be closed, so if you are a Patreon subscriber and you know there's there's any content on there that you want to get, you have like hours to go get it, and that's about it. Probably by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be too late. Uh, but don't let that stop you. Try and look it up anyway. Uh, or you can go to our website. Uh, to get everything, which is www.scatlover.com and download every episode of everything that we've ever had. I hope someone goes there. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's my housekeeping. Someone's going to write that down and be like, oh, that's not cool. <laughs> but anyway, that's my joke. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't used that one in a while. I haven't given out our website address for a while. Um, but, you know, again, SCA. T-L-O-V-E-R.com. Go there for everything. Just go just go there. Put it in your browser right now and go. But, uh, anyway, that's enough of my shameless shilling. I'm done. 
I'm done. I'm tired now. I'm like Elvis with the the towel when he was on drugs, and I'm just like, oh, I'm done. Give me the cape. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's so it. our next topic today, yeah, um, was going to be kind of a discussion. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a debate now, which is more interesting. Um, so we like to take um, less popular stances. We like to kind of look at things from a different perspective. Um, so today. We're going to be discussing, debating, whatever. Um, what's better, board games or video games? Oh, and, my uh, gosh. I believe I'll be arguing in favor for board games. And uh, Koran will be uh, uh, speaking up for video games. And uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I figured you'd be right. you'd be moderator slash like mid range on both. Yeah, I'm so. gonna be like the as we uh, you want to hear a callback. I'm gonna be the uh, Judge Mills Lane of this, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna decide who's right. No, there there is no I know there's no right answer because this is definitely an opinion topic. But um, I'm gonna try and present a a balanced viewpoint to everything because like much of everything else in my life I just can't take a stance on something <laughs> if you know me you know that's not true but um, it fits the joke so uh, obi John, you think that uh, board games are better than video games which well, yeah, I do. And and here's let me first of all let me let me let me say this. This isn't like uh, like the Zelda debate where I I am like adamantly for one thing and against another. I enjoy both. I I, I love video games. I love board games. Uh, but I feel like uh, video games get a lot of attention and a lot of publicity and a lot of you know sales and money and that's great and all. But I feel like a lot of people have forgotten how much fun. And how awesome a good board game can be. Um, and I realized part of that is because millennials are fucking antisocial pricks. Um, at least when it comes to like actual physical social, uh, uh, that you know they want to hide behind a screen uh, or their headset um, and tell me about you know uh, the anatomical correctness of my mother while they ah. teabag me uh, over my dead body. Um, Dude, I can only apparently... say I'm sorry so much. Yeah, that's apparently uh, social interaction nowadays. Um, you actually have to have friends for board games, so I can see some people having an issue with that. Um, <laughs> Dang. Yeah, going there. But no, uh, um, and really, I wasn't even huge on board games until just a few years ago. Um, a company I won't mention made a board game about one of our favorite IPs, Ghostbusters, uh, and oh. friend of the show, and sometimes co-host. I said not mention the name of... Uh, Commander Scott <laughs> took me um, to a convention I'd never heard of called Gen Con, um, which shows how naive I was. Uh, if you've never heard of it or never been, Gen Con is like the largest board game convention in the freaking world. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we're it's, talking it's, it's medium size, yeah. We're talking like seventy five thousand people, uh, all for board games. And I was like, really, board games? And then I went there, I was like, holy shit, board games. Uh, if you're thinking like Monopoly and uh, uh, you know Connect Four, those are all great classics. Uh, but board games as an industry have moved way past that. Um, so my eyes were recently opened as, as to how amazing board games uh, can be. Um, I've got I've been lucky enough to have friends uh, who are super into board games too, or have gotten super into board games and are you know ready to play whatever we bring home. 
so it's 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 sort of shifted my my thinking a bit um and you know i'm I'm less apt to go grab a video game now as i am to like invest in a board game um i can get into specifics or or i don't know how we're formatting this if if we're doing like a back and forth thing and we're just spewing out what we think i don't know just i mean Okay, I'll, I'll just I'll run through my list real quick then. Um, so these are my reasons why board games are better than video games. Um, one, it requires you to be social in person. Um, Fair. There's nothing I get, you know, sometimes you can't be, you know, I can't always be there with Captain Chris. Uh, so we have games we play online. But when we are, I would much rather be in person playing something. Um, you don't have to worry about DLC. Uh, you know, you'll never have to worry about a board game selling you 25% of itself and then selling you the rest of it back to you piece by piece over two years. That's, not, that's actually not entirely true. Yes, it is. How many games have expansions? Here's here's the difference. How many here's board the, games have expansions? Here's the difference. About eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not saying... I'm not saying games don't have expansion packs. They do. They definitely do. Here's the difference. If I buy the game and don't buy the expansion sets, the game works as a standalone game. I don't have to get the DLC to get the full game. There might be an additional character I can't play as, or you know, a, a different you know, a store, new storyline I can't jump in as, but the game itself is not broken. The game is a full, complete game. For example, uh, Star Trek Ascendancy. If I never buy the expansion sets, yes, the game is a little bit limited. I can only play with three people, but that game is a full, complete game. I can get expansion packs and play with more people, but other than that, there's no real advantage to having the the expansion packs. The game itself is still complete. With shit like Battlefront 2, the game wasn't complete. But you're talking about, like, you're literally talking about you're using the, the... one of the biggest clusterfucks in gaming of all time. Yeah. As you're Did you example. think I was going to pick a good example of deals? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I can't tell you how many games I own that I haven't purchased DLC on and have still complete and full actual gameplay on. Fallout 4. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the EA argument seems a little... <laughs> all right, all right, let me curtail that. You will never have to wait to play your board game because you have patches day one to install. Ooh, that's a good one. Fair. As soon as you open up that box and punch out the pieces, your game is good to go. What if that after did happen? The, after you read the instructions. That's what Scott Cox <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, for Scott Cox. <laughs> <laughs> and 38 um, years later, you get to play your game. Yeah, uh, so look, the board games are completely analog. I don't have to worry about uh, connectivity issues. I don't have to worry about day one patches. Uh, I don't have to worry about my game being deleted from the server. Um, you know, shit like that. Uh, a lot of the same arguments from our physical media is better uh, oh, yeah, than 100%. digital media are coming to play here. Um, I mean, yeah, you can lose pieces and stuff like that to your but board I, game. I, I get that. Th- this one I actually 100% agree with you on. I've, I've told the story countless times about uh, playing Just Cause 3. Flanagan, I believe I called you on my way to trade it in. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, I, I was... I can't remember. It was either I've committed the minutes to hour or to like memory. It was either 17, 17 hours and 43 minutes or 18 hours and 43 minutes of gameplay into this game. And I like, I backed out of it, watched an episode of something. And I was like, going to go back 
and like I, I try and load my game and it says save file corrupted and I was just like nope <laughs> that's a <laughs> sign delete, for, delete from system eject put that back in the case I can probably still get like 26 bucks for this and Doom is only $40 let's go over to GameStop <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and th- again, that, that's yeah. a point. That's a point for board games. Uh, you're never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna have to worry about like opening Monopoly game or gamer Monopoly and being like, oh shit, something happened and my board's corrupted. Yeah, yeah. a spilled drink maybe. I was but, gonna say, uh, yeah, is that is that the equivalent <laughs> as like spilling your beer on your your game uh. board? Um, there's also. Uh, and this is not necessarily like something video games don't have, but it, it's it's this isn't like an apples and oranges thing. There is some incredible craftsmanship and artistry in modern board games. Uh, again, if you're still thinking Monopoly and Life and Clue, go look at some games nowadays. Uh, in any game with minifigs, they're going to be amazingly crafted, super tiny works of art you're using to put, to move around your game board with. Uh, the art for some of these games, I mean, look at uh, Mondo Games, who did uh, the Thing the Board game, and they're working on a Jurassic Park board game. Uh, the, the artwork is, as you would expect from Mondo, incredible. Yeah. Um, and again, not to say that video games aren't well-crafted or you know can be well work of um, a lot of games now like the ghostbusters board game comes with here's a a was it like an eight by ten art print of the cover of the box because the artwork yeah. is so awesome um so it's it's a bit more of a return on investment i guess i would say um just, there's something to being able to hold it in your hands and, and and you know physically you own that now it's yours um no matter what you're a fan of there's a game for it nowadays. No matter what IP you love, I mean, name it. There's gonna, there's a board game. Uh, there's a Jaws board game coming out um, soon this year. If you, if you can't wait for that, there's a not copyright specific. It's called Shark Attack. Yeah, uh, oh, Shark Island. Yeah, not, Shark, Shark Island. Island. Non copyright specific Jaws game. Um, whether you love horror, uh, you know, there, there's a um, um, Last Friday which is essentially a slasher movie as a board game. Uh, whether you love action movies, you know, there's a, a freaking uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China board game that Julian owns that's sitting in my gaming closet. Uh, <laughs> horror, sci-fi, adventure, freaking uh, uh, retro games are becoming a thing again. Those games you remember from when you were a kid. Uh, Volcano Island, perfect example. It was a big game back in the, like, the 90s, uh, but they've taken it and taken that core idea and expanded it and made it an incredible modern game with like campaigns and storylines mm. and shit. Question. Uh, yes. Uh, have they expanded on and made a new version of 13 Dead End? I'm sure it's coming. I think Cox actually has a game that isn't. It's not 13 Dead End Drive, but it is. Um, Sweet. Also, in a, I'm still waiting on my uh, Omega Virus uh, revamp game to come out, too. But, uh, Probably no, um, one of the greatest board games I've ever played. <laughs> um, no, there's a Power Ranger board game coming out. I just got kickstarted. Uh, I've already talked about Ghostbusters. Ninja Turtles has a fantastic board game um, that we need to play more of. Yes. I need um, to play that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, name it. It's got a board game, and odds are it's going to be something that's fun for you and your your friends to get together and play. I've yet to come across many board. I mean, there are certain types of gameplay I'm not huge on, um, but they're all fun games. 
Um, you know, I tell Cox I'll play anything once. Um, you can tailor your games you're playing to the group you're with. I have, I prefer games that take, you know, 10 minutes to get set or, or you know, five minutes to get set up and five minutes to go over the rules and we're off playing. Um, stuff like The Thing where, you know, it looks super complicated and there's lots of game pieces, but you play one round and everyone's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Uh, but there are games where you can get, you know, I, I, I have um, Twilight Imperium, which uh, is a game that takes like minimum six to eight hours. Uh, if you know what you're doing to play, um, it's that you can get super intense or you can keep them light and fun or you can just hit anywhere in between. Uh, you can tailor the game to the skill level of the people you're playing with. Uh, and the best part, if you don't like something in your game, if there's a mechanic you don't like or, or um, you know, something about the game that makes it not fun for you, there are house rules. Yeah, homebrew, there- baby. They're easy hacks. Uh, on a video game, if you don't like the control scheme, you can maybe change it up a little bit, but you're kind of uh, uh, beholden to what the designers came up with. A board game, you can make up whatever rules and addendums you want. Uh, you can you can throw the rulebook out together and make up your own stuff if you want. Um, only a few people will get this joke, but hey, Candyland Rape. Yeah, we uh... Dang. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the ultimate house rule. Play that joint. Uh, yeah, so uh, next time you're playing Candyland, uh, if you land on the same square as somebody else in Candyland, oh, no. your piece gets to uh, 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 sexually have its way with the other piece. If you're playing Candyland and you just know to stay out of statutory woods, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, house rules. But, yeah, but yeah, they, they are. You know, homebrew is what they call. It. It, it is nomenclature for like D and D, for I, I can't remember how it came about, but like Ken and I had discussed the fact that my character was going to be able to use a two handed weapon with one hand. That's just not a thing. It's just not a thing in D and D. So we didn't realize that until like I don't know a year and a half into our campaign. And Ken was like, all right, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. So I take a lot of damage in one of the like battles run. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, your character broke his wrist, never healed, can't use that, can't use that weapon with just one oh. hand anymore. That's how we wrapped it back around. Uh, so, yeah. I And again, like, John, you, you pointed this out. We're both very much like this isn't a one thing is better than the other like this is a we we both or this isn't an argument this is we both love these things here's why you think one might have a slight advantage on the other yeah it's mostly i really want people to give board games some love um yeah and and then i know how people are nowadays so i can't just say hey here's 10 reasons you should uh, check out board games i have to frame it as more of a here is why it's better than that other thing you like um uh, so, uh, my, my 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 biggest defense in video for video gaming is obviously like the soft lob of single player, mm-hmm. um, you know. And as someone who I think I owned a grand total of like two or three games that are multiplayer only: Rocket League, Friday the Thirteenth, and. Uh, like I have a couple of like I have uh We Party U and Mario Party Wii U, but again, those are more 
for my collection than actually mm-hmm. like things I sought out to actually purchase. Um, you know, single player is my big thing. I've I've always loved single player gaming. It's always just been like my my go to is I've never and you know I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago is I think at our core pretty much all of us on this show are more of the single player as opposed to jump online and play a bunch of Call of Duty kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, we've talked about it. I fucking miss couch co-op. I really yes. do. Um, God, yes. It's Even games I... that, like, like you know, I, I keep talking about uh, Strange Brigade, and I love the game, but the one thing it's missing is couch co-op. Yeah, and that's what I really enjoyed about uh, up until Halo 5. Yeah. Um, you had couch co-op. They're bringing it back for whatever the fuck they're calling Halo 6, Halo Infinity, or Halo Blowjobs, or whatever. Uh, Halo Reach Around. God, yes. <laughs> that would be the best Halo Reach sequel title ever. <laughs> Halo Glass Bottom Boat Ride. Oh, yes. With your friend, uh, Master Chief Klondike Bill. Oh. <laughs> uh, Tommy Young. Tommy Young. Uh, so, yeah, so, no, that's, yeah, I, I, I love single player gaming, and it's a, a lot of what you said can go double for gaming. If there's a franchise you love, if there's a certain genre you love, I can probably think. Name two genres you like, and I can probably name a few games that'll uh, combine them that you'll enjoy. Like, uh,. The, the there is I'm not a PC gamer. I don't even have a Steam account, but I still consider buying one every day just because I really want to play Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a dating sim horror game. <laughs> yes. In case you wondered why we call please. ourselves Talk Nerdy to Me, yeah. In case there was ever uh, any doubt, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And God, just. Graphically, games are just some of them are just stupidly beautiful. I I still tell the story like you know when I moved into my place, I finally hooked up my PS4, and the first game I played was Arkham Knight, which for like the first two thirds is an okay game. Um, and like my friend Sean came over. Sean is very much a retro guy. I I think the newest console he owns is a PlayStation 3, and that was a recent purchase. (laughs) And I I was going to say Genesis. Yeah. um, He's playing through Silent Hill, the first one, for like the 10th time right now. (laughs) And he came in, and he looked at a... He just looked at the TV, and he was like, holy shit, games look good now. And it's a... Sorry, I have someone caught in my throat. Just... Get emotional. Ooh, it's okay. Uh, I, I didn't really enjoy the game. Totally. Yeah, but like Breath of the Wild, it's like I didn't really enjoy it as a Zelda game. But holy shit, that game looks fucking perfect. A lot of um, people crap on uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, but run when you when you first hit planet and you you come to the first ridge and you just look out over the planet, fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And it's all, like, stuff like that. Like, when it works, I even think Friday the 13th is a pretty decent-looking game. I always really enjoy when it doesn't get all glitched out and stuff. <laughs> the uh, the opening cinematic of Jason coming up and, like, variously killing some dude and, like, throwing him into a fire. I think that's fun. 
Um, we can be careful because we just mentioned two of Captain Chris's triggers. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, you might want to check out uh, two episodes ago where uh, our episode entitled "We Still Think Gun Media Sucks." Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we 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 really do. Like, we, yeah. I, I just really want them to have to. Tw- I want us to be so known for hating them that they have to address us on social media. See, I'm I'm to the point where um you, you know what we need is a T-shirt that just says "Gun Media Sucks." Oh well, yeah. Besides that, um, can it be like the Stephen King rules shirt from Monster Squad? I was going to say more like the Becky Lynch "I Own Ronnie" shirt that oh, she just yeah. wore to a UFC yeah. thing. Or it's blatantly—it's um, blatantly the same. It's the same thing, John. Basically, just like the ironed-on lettering. We yes. need—we need a, a, a podcast to feud with because girls' beers, girls' beer sports is not uh, in our league. Uh, they're not um, fun enough to to feud with. So we need to find a podcast to feud with. I think that would be be, be good. So we need to find one that yeah. that uh, um, that we don't like that goes more than 10 episodes so we can fuse with it major wrestling uh, figure <laughs> podcast we're coming for you because because there's too many podcasts that we don't like uh that only lasted like 10 episodes and then pff, went well, away they're dead now and then uh yeah Choo-choo, baby yeah i was gonna say that that train derails after about 10 episodes <laughs> and we can't make fun of it anymore so anyway um, yeah, here we are making fun of it. I know, right? If you look over, if you look out your window to your right, you will see me beating that dead horse. <laughs> Carry on. So, yeah, uh, board games can't really compete with the single player thing. I'll give you that. Um, I mean, there are some games you can play by yourself, like Solitaire. And, and, you know, um, I think there's one, uh, Dungeon Raiders, I think. Was it uh, you, Captain Chris? Oh, yeah. Out it. I think there was a, an option because it's basically a game where it's a card game, not really a board game, but you shuffle the deck and then you draw the top card out um, and you basically create a dungeon as you play. I think there was a single player mode for that. But yeah, um, board games, obviously, uh, you need more than one person to play most of them. Um, but I think that's a point in their favor because a lot of board games, and Captain Chris, this is speaking to you, um, it's not so much how you play the game as it is how you play the other players. I mean, uh, that's understandable. All I've ever heard in my life is it's all about the game and how you play it. Hello. Uh, but my, my, like, in my biggest argument, my <laughs> big thing about single player is, you know, it's, it takes planning. It takes a, not just a single person's effort to get a game night together. It takes a bunch of people. It takes, a, a, like, you know, it's a mind hive for a game night, basically. Um, as opposed to, like, if I've had a rough day at work, I can come home, I can plop my ass down on the couch, and I can turn on a game. Um, and just Fair relax. Point. Yeah. Again, I love game night. I greatly appreciate when you put stuff together, like, you know, a couple Saturdays ago when we got together and we did uh, that Ghostbusters um, card game. Card game and. How is Game that, by Monopoly. the way? It's not bad. Yeah. It's very simple. Um, but, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll play it when you're here. So You know I like simple. We can literally play it while we're at the table. So. Oh, good. It's part of why I got it. <laughs> um, my last point for board games, 
uh, over video games is, and let me finish this, <laughs> price. Uh, for the most part, board games are cheaper than video games nowadays. Uh, a new video game is going to run you 60 bucks, and that's if you're buying the base game. That's if you don't want any of the DLC stuff or the deluxe edition or the deluxe day one download edition or whatever hell, you know, whatever they're doing in Lucky Adam or your money. Season uh, pass. Yeah, the copy that comes with uh, all the DLC and a statue and a collectible booklet uh, and uh, a cloth bag. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, maybe uh, a cloth bag. <laughs> a Walmart bag with something else uh, yeah. handwritten and sharpie yeah. on it. Um, <clears throat> for the most part, um, so sorry, sorry, yeah, 60 bucks is about your average price for a new game, uh, video game. There are, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of board games you can sink hundreds and hundreds of dollars into. I have a couple of them. Uh, but there are also an entire world of games out there for 20 bucks. Um, off the top of my head, uh, Archaeology, 20 bucks. Um, uh, creepy, Campy Creatures, 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Ghostbusters, the, the card game that we just talked about, 20 bucks. Um, granted, yes, those are card games, not so much board games, but same thing. You're getting together with friends, sitting around a table, playing a game. Um, 60 bucks. I've got to put some money away for that. You know, that that's that's not something I can just drop out of pocket right now. 20 bucks, okay, I can drop that out of pocket right now. And that's not going to break my bank. That's not going to ruin my budget. Um, you know, it's a little more um, impulse purchase friendly, I guess I should say. Um, and a and couple more examples. There's a, there's a game coming out um, not soon enough called Horrified. Um, that is a Universal Monsters licensed board I game. I saw that. I can't you... fucking wait to play that. You and me both. Uh, <laughs> you play as villagers uh, trying to save your village from the likes of Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Wolfman, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, uh, all of which are miniature figures in the game. Um, but that game at launch, 35 bucks. Again, I can afford that. That's not going to break my bank. I don't got to squirrel away money for a couple weeks or, you know, sell something back to the game store. Like 35 bucks. Yeah, I can afford that. Um, again, on average, there are plenty of examples you can pull of games that cost well over a hundred bucks. Uh, I kickstarted the newest version of Zombicide last year. Uh, I spent close to 200 on it. I'm still waiting to get the game. Uh, yeah, I didn't. And, and I didn't even go all in on it. Um, I think it was around like 150 for the uh, like the the mid tier level game. Uh, the the one I talked about earlier, Twilight Imperium, uh, which is like uh, Star Trek Ascendancy on steroids. Uh, that's almost a 200 dollars game. Uh, that's not, not including the amazing game mat that uh, Paul Frankie got me for for Christmas to go with it, stuff like that. Even Star Trek Ascendancy, like you can pick that up for. I think when I bought it, it was like 80. You can probably find it for closer to 60 or 50 nowadays because there's so much extra stuff to come out with it. So if you're just buying the base game, again, not too expensive, but if you want the additional races and more ships and the customizable dice for each, you know, you can sink hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of dollars into this stuff, but you don't have to. You can get the lesser expensive games and know that you have a full game that can never go away and we'll never have to get an update or we'll never have to, you know, connect to the internet to be able to use or whatever it's, it's your thing 
So there, I think I rambled enough about that one. If you uh, if you want to save a bunch of money on a game, uh, hit up iheartstamos at gmail dot com and inquire about the Ghostbusters the board game two uh, <laughs> that is currently for sale by the show. Just so you know, mint in package. Yeah, uh, sealed, sealed up. Never the, been opened. The Kickstarter version. Uh, it's it's a, it's a gr- uh, we will give you a great deal on it. We'll even sharpie out uh, the address and his name and write yours on it so you can feel like you just got it in the mail. Yeah, it'll be great. Waited so long for that and didn't even open it. Played it once. Ugh, gross. Anyway. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of this. Like, I'm a very middle of the road on this because there are... I've gone through, in the last probably three years I've gone through like a really big phase of both of these mm-hmm. uh, I've gone through the phase of um, having like I want to get a bunch of video games and I want to play some video games because I used to not play a lot of video games and now I'm like okay I'm into it now like I'm, I'm, I'm more into it than you know I have been in a long time and then there was a time where I was like man I'm really into board games and tabletop games and card games and if there's a uh, party game, uh, a card-based party game, I probably have it, or I've probably played it, and I can tell you how it plays. Um, that was my jam for a really long time. Um, but I only have one... Like, the only deciding thing for me is, more often than not, I don't have enough people around to play board and card games the way that they're supposed to be played. Uh, Because a majority of uh, my friends that would be up for playing games like that uh, do not live in town. So it's like a special occasion when I get to play, you know, whatever, when it's a board or a card game. So um, I I see the merits of both. Um, I can even take a property that has something of each um and say that uh with the with fallout uh the fallout games for the most part we're not going to talk about all of them um but there are some that are are just amazing and the fallout board game is overly complicated gets in its own way and is just kind of clumsy there's a game i think it's called wasteland or something like that and it's a it's a fallout knockoff and it plays so much better, and it does such a good job of being a Fallout game than Fallout does. There was a What Culture video that actually, like, they basically talked about ten board games that that are basically, like, knockoff of your favorite franchise, and The Wasteland was, like, one of the top three. It's, it's a lot of... Uh, it, it looks like a lot of fun. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but, like, it looks like a lot of fun, and fairly easy to play which is awesome um so you know one of the things that i like is um with board games and card games and stuff like that is um there's a lot more i don't want to say there's a lot more variety but you can find niche games like board games i think a lot easier than finding niche video games 
And by that, I mean, uh, like I kickstarted, I'm, I'm super big on Kickstarter and for a long time, like everything that I backed was a game, um, world-class Russian roulette. Uh, that's not lemonade. Um, l- let me go through my list of games that I have backed. Like I'm going to, I'm going to read you some of these games, uh, that I have. That's backed. not lemonade. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a press your luck bluffing game where you're trying to compile, uh, lemons, sugar, and ice cubes to make lemonade. But sometimes you get a card that says that's not lemonade. And, <laughs> It's Tinkle. Um, Joking Hazard, uh, the Ghostbusters board game, world-class championship Russian roulette. Uh, We're not going to talk about the Evil Dead 2 board game. We're just going to skip past that. Um, Who Goes There, which is based on the short story uh, that inspired the thing. Um, Let's see. That's not Lemonade. Um, I've got two more that are coming that I don't want to tell you guys about. Um, uh, the burger time card game, which is awesome. Um, like there's just, there's so many good ones and like, there's such a variety of, of really fun, easy pickup in like, like 20 minutes, 30 minute playtime. Like you can just pick up and play. Uh, there's a great strategy game that I need to play with Scott. It's called Drinkagon. And it's like this, um, you move your pieces across the, the geometric shapes. And, uh, so it's like a strategy game, but then there's also like, when you land on certain spaces, there are action cards and stuff like that. It's like a drinking strategy game that just sounds incredible. And it, I've had the chance to play it a couple of times and it's fantastic. Uh, and I know he, he would really love it. Um, I'm not going to talk about cards against humanity because that's been done to death, uh, porn the game. Um, amazing game. Yeah, uh, it's probably like Porn the Game is easily probably one of the best party games I've ever played. It's um, it's incredible. Um, Porn. Let's see, what are some of the others that uh, I have in the thing? Uh, Secret Hitler, uh, which sounds if you don't know what it is, sounds a little weird, but uh, Secret Hitler super fun as long as you remember what role you are so that you don't have an awkward moment like me and then the game's over but you keep trying to play even though everybody else knows the game's over but you're like oh, I'm going to keep going because you don't know um, so to me like it, I, I enjoy the fact that like if I want to play you know if I want to pick up and play a really quick game of you know that's not lemonade like I there's I, I don't I don't know of a lot of um deck building bluffing press your luck games to just throw in the ps4 you know um so my realm is more like is less board games and more like party games unless we're talking um mall madness or ask xandar then i'm like i'm totally in um <laughs> but um talking just like tabletop games and um like uh last friday really really fun um it's like a friday the 13th uh, hidden movement uh board game which is a lot of fun where one person plays as the killer and everybody else plays as counselors at the summer camp um a lot of fun uh the wrestlemania vhs game uh that's that's what i want to make a comeback more than anything is like the vhs or i guess now it would be like dvd like board game yeah it's a lost art man 
the the VHS games are a lost art. I I know not a lot of people enjoyed the movie, but like it's what sold Beyond the Gates to me. Is I loved like the old school like VHS board game thing. So I was like, oh, a horror movie about that? Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Beyond the Gates, uh, I didn't enjoy it. I know I didn't enjoy it as much as you did. I thought it was okay. Thank you. Thank you. I think uh, it it rode the line between wearing out the gimmick and yeah. you know you know nailing it. Like it was it was good. I think it kind of I don't know. I think the, uh, the 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 gimmick started to get a little stale at the end. But you know, it's solid effort. Solid effort. Um, but so I'm kind of like in the middle. But like at the same time, I'm like, man, sometimes I just want to play Spider Man for PS4. Sometimes I just want to play Friday the Thirteenth. PS1. Spider Man. Spider Man. The one that's based on the '90s cartoon. Um, Ultimate Spider Man. Yes, Ultimate Spider Man. Um, Such a good fucking game. So underrated. Like uh, sometimes I just want to go online and uh, murder a bunch of twelve-year-olds as Jason Voorhees. Like sometimes that's just I, I want to. Do that. And like I, I haven't found a a board game or a tabletop game that like really matches that. Um, yeah experience so i can see both ways like there are positives and negatives to both of them um i don't know i'm 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 kind of at the point where i'm like man like i'm not paying a lot for like a, a a tabletop game anymore like you know paying a hundred dollars plus like i'm out like i don't care how cool the pieces are because odds are i'm only going to play the game like three times because i'm just not around enough people to play so it's not a reflection of the quality it's just a a reflection of uh opportunity to play so as board games get more expensive i get more out I don't know. I see the merits of both. I enjoy both uh, for different reasons. Um, and I know that's kind of a, a crappy, like, hey, this is better than that. And I'm like, eh, I mean, it can be, but it's cannot be also. So yeah. I, I know I'm wishy-washy, but, uh, you know, I like <laughs> no, both. It's all, it's all good, man. It's all good. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> do, do, are, are we down a man? I think Obi-John's dead. Yeah, I think so. I think Obi-John... Uh, well, the the point I was going to make, and I guess I will make to his ghost, um, is I, I think the the perfect balance is John and I live about three hundred feet away from each other. Yeah, that helps, and so it, it works out really well because I'm the game guy. No, I, I'm the video game guy, and he's the board game guy. So we have this uh, good mix of stuff, and uh, um. Yeah, so it's very much a one hand washes the other kind of situation. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a one ball washes the other situation. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I can not, wash your balls, if which you want is me to. not going to be the episode title, by the way. We're not going to so, call this episode "One Ball Washes no, the Other." Please, please, no, please, please. And uh, I, I do want to, I do want to give a shout out to my friend. My friend Brandon is listening. Oh, and he nice. he actually texted me and pointed out he was like uh, the Binding of Isaac, which is the the video game. He's like, it apparently also had a uh, board game kickstarted. Oh, nice, so, nice. I like it when there's crossover like that. Yeah, I like it when they can cross media and 
and it works and it's good because it doesn't always happen. So no, it's it's. I, I think there are good examples of of both, and I think a lot of it does also depend on the situation. Like if we're all together and we're hanging out, like I don't want to play a video game. I want to play a yeah. board game with you guys. Like I want to play a party. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, unless it's uh, we play Friday the Thirteenth and we make a kid cry, then I'm in. Yeah, it's um, yeah when when. You and John were really trying to get everyone on the yeah. Friday the 13th yeah. train, and we all played at, I think it was Scarefest. Like, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. When we played at X Convention, yeah. and John made children cry while an inebriated John Gritton uh, spoke with a fake accent, was oh, pretty much great. gold. Yeah, it was uh, a reason to live, is what I like to call it. That's yeah. A reason to, to be alive and watch that happen, because <laughs> my God, it was glorious. Oh man, it was wonderful. So, um, did he rise from the dead? Is he back? Is he back? I don't think he knows he's back. I don't think he knows he's back either. I think uh, our engineer Paul Frankie has brought Obi John back from the dead. Maybe he's he's, he's connecting he's connecting a bunch of wires. Yeah, he's underneath the console. It's but, like a uh, shit. What was the name of the person they used to call Mayberry on Andy Griffith, who would like have him connect to various different things? I only know of um, uh, from Mayberry. I only know of um, uh, what's his name, Floyd the barber, who was running a drug <laughs> ring out of his barber shop. <laughs> Do we have you? I don't know, Andy. You want a pound of coke? Ooh. That's it. No, that's yeah. that's Floyd. All right, you just want to... I think we're about done here uh, for the night. I don't know. Episode title. Episode title. Floyd's Barbershop Drugstore. Yeah. Uh, Well, what we need to do... (laughs) Here's here's what I want to do is uh, at some point, uh, one of the topics that we're going to have to do is uh, uh, what's your favorite made-up conspiracy theory from a TV show? You just just make up. And mine is uh, Floyd the Barber was running a drug ring out of Floyd's Barbershop. Because, you know what? I never saw him cut anybody's hair ever, yet somehow he stayed open. That's fair. Prove me wrong. You can try. It's not going to happen. He was running drugs. (laughs) That's just a fact. So with that, Obi-John, we're going to, in his memory... I guess, what do they say? It goes in threes. So I guess it's Luke Perry, King Kong Bundy, and Obi-John's connection tonight. Um, So we're just ignoring the guy from Prodigy that died? Oh. um, Yeah, yeah, for the purpose of this joke, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) He's ruining my threes, man. (laughs) Uh, We need to start uh, when that happens again, and there's two people that have died. We need to take side bets on who the third one's going to be. Because that's not like morbid and weird at all. So, um, but, oh well. So I'm going to say, like we say to everybody, uh, like we always, like we always do, we say thank you for listening the only way we know how. And it goes a little something like this. Thank you for being a friend. Travel-